Oh, so yeah, yeah. I've been very good about avoiding spoilers for things. Oh, in the hey, past. Just real, hey, hey, real oh, quick, just real yeah. quick. Ooh, <laughs> welcome to Pop Culture Cake. It's <laughs> a new one. I've it, been, was, uh, it was. It was. I've, I've been very good about avoiding spoilers for things when they come out, but I get the feeling that that movie in particular is going to be impossible to avoid. Do you not yet know? Have you not yet seen the trailer for it? I have seen the trailer, and so, I have seen some evidence that they're. They, so I think we've had this discussion before on the podcast where because movies have become so CGI, they can just edit footage yeah. for the trailer yeah. to kind of throw people off the scent. So like I've seen some evidence that some of the footage is, is, it, clear, it appears that they've edited something out, which could be hinting there's another Spider-Man out there. Who knows? It's it's I just feel like if there's a big, you know, this thing they've done so far very well at hiding, if it isn't de- fact in the movie, there's no way I'm going to avoid that spoiler. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, again, we're talking about Spider-Man No Way Home, and they had that that one they had successfully erased something but left the reaction of the lizard in it. So it was clear that the lizard was being punched by something, but there was nothing there to have punched it. Uh, Here's what you do if you want to avoid spoilers. Take your phone, uh-huh. throw it in the ocean. Yeah. Take your laptop. I don't know if you have a laptop or a desktop. It applies either way. Pick it up, go out to sea, uh-huh. drop it. <laughs> you, so, guys, you guys remember? Why does it have to involve water? <laughs> you guys remember uh, gateway PCs? Yeah. Yeah, I, I uh, had a friend who had one. It had the Moo box. The um. Yeah, it was a cow-related cow one. Friend. Yeah. Yeah. Was that it? You just you wanted to be reminiscent of gateway computers? Yeah. Anyway, so that I'm Adam. That's Brent saying yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm Forrest. Yeah, I was uh, gonna say. For, I think Forrest is hiding in here somewhere. Yeah, I'm hiding in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with all the computers. Yeah. And Dane is the one who's really worried about spoilers. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually don't know what the plot of No Way Home is at all, other than they're bringing back all the classic villains. So they're doing a thing where Peter Parker... And this is from the last trailer, just to be clear. Correct. Yeah, Peter Parker, potentially, I don't know, is concerned about too many people knowing his identity because in the last film, his identity was revealed at the very end by a combination of Mysterio and J. Jonah Jameson. So he goes to Doctor Strange and he says, hey, it'd be nice if nobody knew who I was anymore. It's kind of stressful. And Doctor Strange, being a grown adult person, says, yeah, it's fine. Even though, like, the center of all logic and reasoning and the most beautiful man on the planet tells, I forgot his character's name, tells him not to do it. He does it anyway because he's irresponsible. And then during the (laughs) spell, Peter Parker starts to have some second thoughts and tries to make caveats. Like, oh, my aunt should know. MJ should know. Ned should know. And in the process of doing so, causes the spell to go haywire, opening up like a tear in reality, allowing other multi-dimensional beings who are Spider-Man villains from previous Spider-Man live-action films to show up. And they have to, as Doctor Strange puts it, quote-unquote, a Scooby-Doo that shit. <laughs> is like capturing all of these rogue elements and returning them to their proper universes. Okay, so it's a Scooby Doo movie. Got it. Yeah, it's it's feeding very heavily off of not have it's it's taking a big cue from Into the Spider Verse, which was like a very good movie, probably the best Spider Man movie ever. By made. far, by far. Yeah. 
So we'll see. I think I think entering the multiversal stuff, which they they kind of like ease this into with Loki, is dangerous. I think it's interesting, but it's like, you know, part of the reason why I don't find comics all that entertaining anymore is the stakes are heavily skewed because of the nature of like, well, there's a hundred different versions of this, and so if even if the worst outcome happens here, and we're not necessarily beholden to the choices that we've made, and the characters don't necessarily have to grow. Because growth in comic books is like antithetical to the medium. Well, that's not entirely fair for for series like in Marvel and DC, sure. But like that's what makes Image Comics so good. Like uh, monstrous saga, like those those have real stakes, and there's no going back. You know. So if you want something like that, you should definitely check out some other Image Comics. I would. Well, yeah, well, Image is like in response to the standard bearers, right? I mean. Yeah, I was reading about the history about it today, actually, and it basically came down to like getting more compensation to the uh, artists and stuff like that is really what kind of kicked off Saga, or uh, sorry, Saga, uh, Image Comics back in the day. It's pretty interesting. And also creator ownership, right? Like Right, uh, yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah, the the writers and own the rights to their characters, not the Image Comics, which is interesting. So... That being said, we're here to talk about Arcane, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a show right. Netflix, uh, made by not problematic company at all, Riot, in the universe of League of Legends. Wait, wait, wait. I, tell me, tell me, uh, it's not, I don't know shit about Riot. Tell me what, what, oh, that, what that's about. Because like oh you boy. say, like video game company is bad. I'm like, yeah, of course, I'm sure. <laughs> like, a lot what's to do going with on with like, activision for example but like what are you talking about specifically it's all to do with like uh i mean give me give me a guess what you're, you're making forest uh, do the work okay <laughs> so they're a video game company uh-huh. so my guess is that they have like a history of like sexual harassment or like not paying women enough that's yeah, just you're right you nailed it <laughs> oh no okay it's a history of gender discrimination, sexual harassment allegations, and general garbage garbaggio from... It's, like, very standard, you know what I mean? Which is, like... It, at some point... At yeah, some point where, are you, when, where, where are you going with that? Yeah, I mean, at some point, when am, I, when am I becoming desensitized to, like, the plight and suffering of other human beings? The... Because it's like happening so much because people are so shit. And, you know, it sucks. It fucking sucks, dude. And I don't play League, so... But I, it's not like I don't participate in capitalism and, and other well, stuff like that. But it feels weird to... I'm not trying to be... I, what I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm not trying to be dismissive of, like, the actual very serious, very legitimate concerns and suffering of people. But they, they, did, they did produce, I'm assuming, this show which is based off of some characters from League of Legends, a very popular MOBA. Some would say the most popular MOBA. I, don't, I think, that, I think, I think that's, that's pretty safe to say. that's an accurate statement, yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's safe. Yeah. Allegedly, some would say, potentially... People uh, are saying that League... Yeah. No, I think you're right. I was I was waiting for the rest of the bit. I was excited to see where you were going to take it. You, you got is... enough of the bit with like three words. <laughs> People are saying... But yeah, 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 yeah. I have not played League of Legends for years, and Riot, I'm not surprised to learn any of that about them. But at the same time, the characters were always interesting, and apparently this show's fairly well animated and even well written, though I have not seen a minute of it. So there's that as a limitation. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to. Dane, do you want to talk about this? Because I think I feel like you are like a good intersection of like knowing what you're talking about and also knowing what you're talking about. Yeah, sure. What do you What do you want to talk? What do you want to know? So you do you do you play League? I play a lot of League. Yes, okay. I should say a lot. I should say a lot. I play a fair amount of League. It's I I I stopped playing for like a long time, and then oh, I don't. Can I look that up? Yeah, maybe through like an Elo site, like. Where they let me, let me look this up. Oh, right, I'll so, talk about I'll talk about something while you do that. Okay. So here's the thing, guys. You you know you know it, I know it. Grocery shopping and cooking is hard. What but... is this like <laughs> this, is this a segue into HelloFresh commercial? What is this? <laughs> but using HelloFresh <laughs> <laughs> or any variety of monthly subscription service, you have to you have to take into account your time. Because it has a monetary value, which is like a really reductive capitalist way of thinking. But, you know, mm. is it is it worth it, right? You're saving X amount of time at the grocery store. You know, you have to speak to the ease of use and to the nice, like, really manicured instructions and stuff like that. When I did it, it was nice. It was okay, I guess. But I think it was almost more stressful because I felt like I have to use this stuff. I need to make sure that I'm cooking all these meals. Okay, now, do, really, Nord, now do NordVPN. Sure. So if you guys, you guys, <laughs> hey, 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 listeners, you know me, I'm a big wrestling fan. And there was this app called the Net- WWE Network that for a long time was glitchy as fuck. But near the end of it, it was really nice. You could like, you know, go through chapters and of a, of a long pay-per-view and, and see the match starts, match ends and had a bunch of content. A lot of the live, you know, WWE famously has the largest library of wrestling tapes etc but they didn't want to do it anymore so they sold their library or they've leased their library however the fuck that works to peacock a far worse shittier version it's like peacock i feel like might be one of the worst streaming services of all time it's just bad and it uh sucks so using nordvpn you can change your location to be in the uk where the wwe network still exists and you can watch your wrestling there in the nicer way and also the added benefit of being secure having end-to-end encryption you know the government or whoever else doesn't necessarily know what you're doing you know that the same gimmick can also apply to like netflix different versions different regions of netflix and hulu have different licenses and stuff so you know nordvpn is pretty good i guess vpns are also a thing virtual private network i can't really explain to you what that means exactly. yeah 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 so here's the thing with vpns everyone's like oh it makes you secure like blah 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 you're hiding from your isp whatever but um you're actually i mean you're just taking the information that like com- like papa comcast would get from you browsing the internet and you're moving it to like papa nord vpn that's it <laughs> it's just they see your traffic instead of comcast that's the whole thing so this it's podcast not, not sponsored by either HelloFresh <laughs> or NordVPN. Yeah, I really blew. You know, the NordVPN guys were listening to this episode to see if they should they be sponsored. Were very excited. <laughs> and then they're like, "Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not." Yeah. But, yeah. but you know, it's just yeah, like, it's, who do you trust yeah. more? Yeah, Probably yeah. the answer is not Comcast. To be fair, well, yeah, it's, I mean, a, really, it's a risk though. assessment thing, right? Like whether like NordVPN probably probably claims to, that they'll never sell your data or anything, but who can say? They'll never tell. So yeah. I don't believe this number, but this says fifty-four hours, and there's there's just no fucking way it's that little. Is that did you go through? Level? Did you go through like a name change or a different? No, account? I try to. I try to 
I tried a website, but it only goes back to season 11. I don't even know when that was. So when you, when you figure that out, we'll do an ad. We'll do an ad read for <laughs> better help. Who wants to do better help? Uh, I'll do better help. Yeah, so better help. Like, I don't don't know what better help is. Yeah, are they, uh, t- is it is that talk therapy? Yeah, it's talk therapy. Okay, okay um, hold on. I think that's I the whole it. ad. We did it. <laughs> yeah, that's what, you figured, you figured us out. Uh-huh. You figured it out, Dan? I think so. Hold on. Okay, so BetterHelp Hold is a yeah. <laughs> online online portal that provides direct to consumer access to mental health services. Uh, they they had a controversy a couple of years ago where they were like their 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 mental health services weren't necessarily like certified professionals or something. And you know, uh, I I mean, you know, they could definitely. I think their messaging was bad. You know, like I don't know if it increases your ease <laughs> of was, access. What was their messaging? They were like, yeah, oh, you explain that you, a little oh. you, you wanted real therapists. They're just vague about the. They're just um, vague about it. I've played um, nine days, fourteen hours. That sounds about right. Yeah, and Which, by that you mean you sat down at a computer, and then nine days later you stood. Up. <laughs> yeah, it was all oh, at once. This all is all just, okay. This is just in in twenty twenty one. Wait, what? No, oh. no, it's, no, it's not. <laughs> 172 hours of normal draft, 39 hours of ranked Q, 13 hours of flex, and six hours. Yeah. Yeah. That's half. That's Time about... played in season 2021. That's so, about. So uh, you, you, you qualified yourself as a moderate player? That's about 37 minutes a day. If yeah. How many years. hours are in a year? <laughs> a lot. 37 minutes a day. So I, mean, I, play, be... I play some league. <laughs> that's two wait no that's 2.6 percent of the year so far <laughs> so, uh, so yeah play, there's a bit left uh, I some league. uh-huh okay so you feel like you feel like you're you're a, a dabbler you feel like you know a little bit about <laughs> I it i think i'm a dabbler yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay uh, so what'd you think about arcane the the, 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 the primary topic i loved it i wouldn't say particularly interested in the characters vi and jinx specifically league of legends has really good cool lore they, they recently did an overhaul of everything the 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 game used when it first came out the game had this story of like you were a summoner like a literal summoner and you summoned these heroes from like different worlds and stuff to as like a as like a, a ter- tournament to like decide how things went like that was the backdrop for the game and a few years ago they overhauled it so that now it's actually just one fantasy world where all these characters take place they completely get rid of the summoner element thing so these are like bona fide characters with their different relationships and connections and stuff like that and so this year riots really kind of increased the amount of content they're putting out they put out a new, a new card game they came out with an uh tactical strategy game a few things they came they're coming out with a rhythm game wasn't well, that because uh, they, they game. isn't that because they switched it from developing products themselves to licensing in a you know like really different yeah yeah i think it's all licensed stuff yeah um so they've gone the way of the disney i guess i mean i haven't played much of the tactics the the strategy game yet but so far it's pretty good it's very very interesting mechanics to it um but yeah so they so they overhauled they overhauled the lore and they've done a really interesting job of combining different flavors into one kind of cohesive world so you have like the typical fantasy stuff from some of the kingdoms but then you have this more steampunk element from piltover and then kind of the ref- the dark reflection of that is is what they call in the world chemtech, which is 
uh, in the undercity of Zom. You have and, said a lot of words. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of words with capital letters. <laughs> yeah. So the show takes place predominantly in Piltover and Zom. And uh, Piltover is like kind of like this renaissance kind of place, steampunky, lots of ideas of enlightenment, invention, creativity, like kind of richer side. And then Zon is across the river and kind of where they just dumped everything. So there's a lot of chemicals. The air is noxious. It's not a good place to be. And so the story is about these two sisters who were born and raised in Zon. And they kind of go on these different paths as they get tied up in political intrigue, I guess, is how I would frame the story. And so for someone who's never, I, so I've, I've heard opinions of everyone I know who's played the game thinks it's, the show's incredible. It's done a really good job fleshing out characters. The acting's really good. And the people who have never even touched the game have gotten a lot out of it as well because it is kind of its own self-contained thing. There's a lot of Easter eggs and references that you'll get more out of having played the game, knowing the characters, knowing the universe. But overall, I mean, the animation, I think, you know, we talked about previously on one of our episodes about how there's sort of breakthrough moments in like the action genre with like the Matrix and John Wick. I feel like this show, this animation style is going to be uh, a new kind of uh, a style moving forward. I, I think it's really well done. Um, it's a kind of unique combination of 2D and 3D that just it, you're it really ca- you're able to capture a lot of emotion in the characters faces, I thought from watching it so that, that's kind of my rundown of it. it kind of follows that gimmick of like how people have been saying for years same thing like for league also but like world of warcraft and all of their trailers like they should just make a show they should just make a show because of the yeah really though yeah yeah so yeah you were saying it, something for us i was just gonna agree about the art style and the animation i was thinking you could probably i don't know pause at any moment in the in one of these episodes and if you didn't know, like if you were to pause and then show somebody a still, I would bet that they wouldn't necessarily know it was a 3D animated show because you wouldn't be able to tell. I don't think you'd be able to tell from like a still. It looks really, it's got like a painterly quality to it and like an illustrated, like, um, you know, like somebody making an illustration, that kind of quality to it, where like each individual frame really looks like something that somebody sat down and like painted themselves it doesn't look like something where you've like animated it and there's you know like kind of in between shots where you have like awkward transitions and things and i'm sure there are like if you look for them but that's that's the thing that like jumped out at me in terms of the animation style the other thing that i'll add that i liked about the show not knowing anything about league is that it makes some wild choices like I guess because there's such a cast of characters that they're like, okay, like, you know, this professor person is like a weird big cat (laughs) just because we're going to do that. And I'm sure like, you know, knowing that it's a game, like, okay, well, that's obviously some kind of like important playable character, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, they're pulling like time travel and they're doing stuff with magic and they're doing stuff with kind of like, like almost like an evil intoxicant that like makes you go crazy. Ah, and it's, it would be so easy to have all of these ideas be sort of like a jumbled mess, like throw all the ideas in the jar and like shake the jar and spill it on the table. And you've got, I guess that's your story. Like, I don't know what's going on, but for whatever reason in this show, I think it really works. Like, I think they've taken all of these disparate ideas and put them together into like a cohesive whole. And I couldn't even tell you exactly like how it works. Cause I think if, I think if somebody were to just like say what the plot was, 
of the and I've only seen the first three episodes, but if somebody were to like recap the plot of the first three episodes, a whole lot happens and it's not all tied together and it doesn't all like make sense, but watching it, it really feels like it's coming together as like one cohesive story and it, you really get the sense that it's going somewhere. I don't know, that's just my thought. Dane, did you so you've seen the whole you've seen like all of the episodes? Yes. Would you say that it's like satisfying in the end? Yeah, absolutely. I so they released it over three weeks in three three episode acts. I think Act Three is definitely the best. Really, just a great job of 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 capturing a crescendo of these characters and having satisfying resolution without while leaving the door door open. So it's, it's a, they've already confirmed a season two is in production. So the final act's the best. The first act is definitely solid. Second best. And then the second act, still good, weaker than the other two. So the first act is when they're children. The second act is time moves forward to the, to whether like late teens, early adults. And so it, it, it kind of catches you up with the, 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 the first act is kind of like the backstory. The second act kind of introduces stuff. And then, like I said, the third act really hits a lot of really good notes without spoiling anything. Well, don't worry about that. But... It kind of sounds like, well, from what I understood of playing League way back in the day, is it is kind of just a jumbled mess of lore. Like it never really made sense interconnectedly. It was just not meant to. So I was kind of concerned based on the description that there wouldn't be much of a plot that could be a through line for this because there is, as like you were mentioning for us, there's like a lot of stuff going on with like intoxicants magic time travel arcanas that don't necessarily overlap in a cohesive fashion so i was kind of worried it was going to end up being something kind of like once what it is where there's just too much and they're trying to draw in too many disparate characters and it doesn't ultimately work in a satisfying yeah, way i'm not entirely sure what time travel thing you're talking about though to be completely honest i'm not sure maybe i'm misinterpreting what happened in the second episode no, was it the second or the third? But when the that one character and his mom, when when he's a kid, and they're like trying to exit um, the frozen. Like, yeah, that was yeah, just, that frozen... was just a teleportation spell. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I yeah. misinterpreted what was going on. Okay, well, either way, weird, either crazy way. magic, <laughs> metaphysics. But gotcha. as as for that cat guy Heimerdinger, yeah. So they they so 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 yeah. League's got some interesting lore, including there's this like race of like fey. Base they're basically fey creatures called yordles. And uh, they're all kind of like small stature, like Heimerdinger, and they're furry, typically. Yeah, and they kind of just they just kind of gloss over that. They I mean they talk about how he's like several hundred years old because they are immortal. And yeah, I'm not sure if we'll get more explanation for for that in the future. But and seems I like a pretty like... strong advantage for a combat game to be immortal. <laughs> yeah, he always wins. I, yeah. I mean, and I think it's fine. Like they, I, I'm kind of glad they don't feel like they have to explain everything. I mean, when this. Um... I don't think they could. I think that's yeah. like they literally just were like, eh, let's move on. Extended edition. I mean, yeah, we're, oh God. And like when they announced this, okay, so after it had been out for a couple of weeks, I'd seen reviews from different areas. I think Polygon, I read a review. It was like people were talking about how great this was. But my first impression, it's a League of Legends animated thing. I'm like, is this going to be just like a bad catch crap? Like the first thing I thought of, even though this isn't connected at all, was the um, the awful Dungeons and Dragons movie? <laughs> Did any of you see oh, that thing? Oh, absolutely! I watched yes, it. I think yes. with you and Max, actually. Yeah, just a jumble of lore. <laughs> oh yeah, it makes no sense. It's terrible. It makes no sense. But no, it's absolutely. It's like masterful. I I really like this show, guys. 
Well, good. I highly I recommend might you guys start check playing it out. League. <laughs> no, hey, well, hey. Oh, no, don't I could do teach it. You some, no, I could teach you some tricks. Forrest, no, kidding. Forrest, 2.6% of your year. Yeah. Well, I got time, I guess. <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> well, well, I mean, fair enough. But yeah, I actually have always found that to be a thing. If I'm like watching a lore that has video games or playing a video game that has movies, I always feel drawn to participate in the other thing if I'm doing one of them. But I don't know. I was already planning to watch it. It was just like we decided to do this episode a little bit faster than I was able to watch the episodes. Yeah. So what's interesting about just to kind of jump back into like the whole game in the in the show thing is there had been speculation for a long time that Jinx and Vi were sisters just based on their interactions and their voice lines they had. But this was the first time actual confirming that they were sisters and they explore elements of these characters you don't normally get from in-game content, you know? It was, it was really well, good. Especially since it's a MOBA. Like. Yeah. And I mean, I think the casting's fantastic. The, vo- the voices really feel well connected to the characters. And the there's a character, Silco. He's like the villain. He's the one in all the promotional art with like the weird eye. Completely original character. Nothing to do with any of the games. Kind of amazing. Nice. The, uh, do you know is the cast? I could probably just look this up. But do you know is the cast the same as the like voice cast in the game or? No, uh, so I don't play any of these champions. That's not entirely true. But supposedly, I think they actually have updated some of the voice acting. Don't quote me on that. But I, I had a friend who recently played as Caitlyn, and he said that she she sounds like she has a different voice. So I haven't seen anything confirming that. But I, but that's a, an observation a friend had. Okay, gotcha. Quoting Dane, December 2021. So <laughs> I mean, we've got the recording. <laughs> <laughs> there is one character I play, Warwick, and there's a lot of speculation that Vander is Warwick, and that's kind of what's hinted at at the in the last like few screenshots of the end of this uh, of the se- season, with like you know where they kind of shows where all the characters are at and stuff, and it seems to suggest that he is in fact Warwick. So that's cool. Well, I mean, yeah, it sounds interesting, <laughs> but at the same time, it you have to be a little closer. It sounds like you're enjoying it because you're in the lore, whereas I'm like, yes, those are names and people. Well, yeah, it's it's interesting because in the lore, it, it sounds like Zahn and Piltover are, are more disconnected than the show would have you believe. But the show also takes place before the game does. So it could explore further separation in future seasons. So um, we'll just I'm, take the island and move it somewhere else. <laughs> also, they set up some really interesting characters. I'm not sure if they're in the second or third act. Definitely not the first one. But they do set up territories in the world, which I would be very interesting to explore. So my, I think my take is don't play uh, to uh, force. Don't play. Don't play League of Legends. Oh, I'm not going to. I'll never. It's not going to happen. 2.6% of your year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just got done donating 2.6% of my year to Overwatch on the reg. So, <laughs> yeah. So, wait, Brent, with, what? Uh, just doing things in my life. Brent, why do you, why, why are you hating on League? What's, what's up? I don't like MOBAs. Okay. Yeah. Well, me neither. Yeah. I mean, the one I play isn't like, is like the babiest of MOBAs, which is Smite. Uh, Smite. Oh, right. Of course. I guess there is that Pokemon MOBA out now. But it's that one I think has more has a more interesting take on MOBA than Smite does. I don't like the I just don't like the clicky movement. I know it's like a really 
petty pedantic thing to get hung up on but interesting so you don't like it from a technical aspect yeah i mean it's also just like anything with anything with this series of a meta it it's it becomes like too toxic to get into i think unless you have a whole crew with you to walk you through it right i mean there is a large barrier to entry for this type of game and i mean i don't know i think the only time i've truly enjoyed a moba has been because it was like something to do while we just sort of chatted about other things yeah and that was smite yeah exactly yeah yeah so it's like even if people take that game seriously i don't take the game seriously so it's i can't be because i I mean i mean really why 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 are you taking this seriously (laughs) yeah that's how i feel about most games i think i'm actually in my old age i've gotten really chill about your old age you're the youngest person here (laughs) but when we're talking about when we're talking about gaming right we're all decrepit yes yes you are correct mm-hmm. hold on back oh, the fuck up, my guy i'm not yeah. done you oh, want to talk go. about marvel again hold on bitch i'm not done not you adam you're an angel. yeah i got i got you uh, uh in my old age i don't get i don't get heated that often about anything in halo though if i get oh my god oh yeah. same way he did it he did it if i get teabagged i fucking lose my top which is like <laughs> i know it's a part of the game now and everyone does it but something about it Especially because they're not even doing it right. Like they're not even f- getting the full the full crouch in on my face. You know, they're not hitting me with their gun. They're not looking up and spinning in a circle. It's just like the lightest, quickest teabag, and then they move on. It's like <laughs> it's like, it's like they're not even worth the full treatment. Yeah, Halo Infinite came out. The old beta. They're calling it a beta, but it's out and it's good. The game's real good. People say it feels like Halo Three. I don't know if I agree with that. But it does feel very good. It's way better than four and five so far, which are games that I I tried to get into out of my devotion. To, I'm trying to remember if there's any other sub games that I'm forgetting. Halo Wars, Halo Wars two, oh. Halo Wars, <laughs> Halo Wars two, then Halo Wars, then Halo four, then Halo five. Oh wow, that low. Yeah, Halo five is maybe the worst Halo game I've, that's ever been made. I mean, I've, I in my list I have said so as much, but. Halo 5 is really bad. Halo okay, 4 is so also Infinite, very bad. Infinite is like, I mean, obviously beta, status, whatever, whatever, but that would be like closer to the top of the list at the bottom. Yeah, I haven't top, played the campaign Top five-ish. Yet. Yeah, I mean, what, what really this is a metric of the campaigns because that's what I care about more. Gotcha. Halo 3 had the benefit of being the... The, the terminal, the, the yeah, trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Under, yeah, the yeah, Return so of the King, if you will. Yeah, so the Halo 3's campaign and multiplayer in combination makes it number one. I care about Halo 1's campaign the most but the multiplayer was like non-existent halo 2's campaign i put it really low because I, I recently played it on legendary and they didn't balance that very well it was way too hard and i never played halo 2 multiplayer i didn't i didn't really care about it but i'm excited for halo infinite's campaign but we'll see the the one thing i will complain about for halo infinite this is like a this is not a hot take this is a really cold cold take is that the progression system has been kind of shit so this is the first halo game that is a free-to-play multiplayer so they have to find other ways to monetize. And even if they had released it as a, which they have released as a $60 product, but even if that was the only way to get to the multiplayer, they still would have to do some of this monetization based on the nature of game development, I guess. And they started it off in like all of the press releases and media is very positive and people were like really receptive to it because they were, oh, these battle passes are not timed. They never, they never expire. So you can always like get to the, start the newest one. And if you want to go back to an older one, that's fine. So there's no like the, wait. The, what does the, that mean? Like you would so go like, back to like a previous season? Yeah. So like current battle passes, like if you're on season thirteen, you have 
the season to finish that battle pass. And if you don't, then the cosmetics or whatever else that you might unlock inside of that battle pass are gone. Um, right. Okay. So it incentivizes like active playing inside of that season. And then it also then incent more egregiously it incentivizes uh, time skippers that are purchasable. Oh, right. Of course. So in this battle pass, they were like, yeah, it's never going to expire. So you never have to feel like you have to rush through it. That being said, though, they made it so that the actual progression inside of the battle pass is so painfully slow that you would might be incentivized to buy time skippers anyway. So they so the only way to gain experience is through initially there have been some changes, but initially the only way to get experience is where you got a daily play one game and then you'd have four other weekly daily combination challenges and you can only maintain those four challenges before moving on. You could then use a purchasable or an earnable swap token that would swap out the challenge. Um, and what that does is like it really slows down the progression of the game. Like if you're having to force yourself to not play to win or to play to be good or to play the objective, but to instead be like, I need to get three assassinations with an assault rifle. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, okay. It was really buoyant, not great. You know, I had put in a good amount of time and I was like rank six and there's like 110 ranks Oh and the, wow! And I got, and I only, I'd only unlocked one shoulder piece. I think the first helmet is at rank fifteen, and the so other shoulder, the other shoulder. So my right hand shoulder piece is at level seven, and my left hand shoulder piece of the same aesthetic quality. So it's like if you want it to be matching, that's at right. level nine. So they don't, they also split the cosmetics by piece. So it's like this massively bloated uh, uh, battle pass that you could only progress through slowly. So that I'll tell you real quick before I answer Dane's question, that they've changed the battle pass, the progression at least. The initial change was that there was an unlimited number of just completing a game provides XP, and they swapped it to 50. Each rank in the battle pass, as far as I've seen, is 1,000 XP. So at that change, it was 20 games would get you a rank up. They've since changed it again so that inside of one day, your first game is worth 300, your second and third game are worth 200, your fourth, fifth, and sixth game are worth 100, and every game thereafter is worth 50. So you could rank up feasibly in a day by playing six games, I think. Yeah, uh, see, that's far more approachable. Yeah, and then people are still complaining because they're, and I'm not mad at them. I think they're justified, but some of the complaints are about, like, if you play a game, whether or not you win or lose, whether or not you perform well, it's a flat experience, which I don't really hate, but I do understand that there's some desire to be rewarded outside of playing the game for doing well. Well, Dan, you had a question? I mean, I have a few. When you say the battle passes never expire, can you also go back and purchase old ones then? Yep. Okay. And is it only cosmetic stuff then that you're actually earning? or You earn cosmetics. You also earn inside of the... You earn cosmetics. You earn um, XP boosts and you earn uh, challenge swap tokens. Okay. And you also earn um, these things that they call armor coatings, um, which is another thing that people are upset about. Armor coatings are set color schemes. I was going to say, so it's paint. It's paint. It's, yeah, it's paint. And it the the claim was that oh, because they're armor coatings, and we can kind of tailor them, you can have more dynamic color on your armor than you could before on a two tier system, which was like your body armor is red with a white accent on the set accent pieces. So now it's like there are armor coatings that have like an all black armor, except your left arm is white, you know, and there's, there's like a nearly 
is an infinite number of combinations, but what, what they, and they sell it as like, oh, this is a cool thing that we can do. But what they then sell is that they then can control the infinite number of combinations and release to them, release them to you piecemeal. And also the cosmetic pieces, the armor pieces are locked in by core. So there are three, right now there are only, there are three armor cores. So if you had like a, you can have a Mark V armor suit, a Mark III armor suit, and then there's a special event armor suit, which is like a samurai. So there are probably shoulder pieces and helmet pieces that are duplicated in the battle pass because they're, they're, they can only attach to the core that they've been assigned to. So like, let's say you have, you have armor core one, armor core two, and you have helmet A. You'd have to earn helmet A twice to get it for both cores. Jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. So it's an, it's like another, and they, they they claim that it's like oh this is a limitation, but it really the problem is that you see there's also some armor pieces that are unique to the cores, and the AI that you play with have had cross core piece contamination, which keys us into that there it is not a limitation, it is a design. Right, they oh. per, they did it purposefully. Yeah. Oh yeah. Game's great though. <laughs> yeah, after after all, I've just uh, fully complained about the game is awesome. <laughs> game feels great. It's real, you know, the, the skeezy, you know, financing of the skeezy monetization of it is really annoying. But the game's great. I mean, they, they've delayed it for a year. It was supposed to release last year, and also co-op for the campaign is not going to be available at launch. It'll be available in Q2 of next year. So maybe be maybe hmm. the summer. So you said it's released in beta. Is there a reason they did that? I think they, I think on it, like truth be told, they needed, they needed more time to develop than the year. Uh, okay. Uh, and they wanted but, money now. Yeah. So, I mean, the game's free to play. So yeah, you can buy the passes, which is how you get them. The free passes are pretty much useless. And yeah, and I also think that they had a lot of changes that they know they needed to make that they can only test in an open, like an open beta. Okay. Uh, so well, that's fair. And they're they're responding, right? They've made these progression changes. The beta's only been out for like sixteen days, so oh, yeah. so they've already made two changes. They're they're listening. That's good. I mean, I was kind of worried it was going to end up being like how Fortnite was for the first three years of its life, where it was just continuously "quote unquote" in beta. Right. And I was just like, I. There's a name for that. It's like uh, I forgot the name for that type of game that was like really big in Steam for like like three or four years ago. Like perpetually uh, yeah. in beta, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, perpetually in beta. Yeah, it makes me uh, think of, um, what is that, Seven Days to Die. I don't know if any of you played that. That's been in alpha for like 10 years. Probably, I don't think it's, don't quote me on that. But <laughs> it was like Star Citizen too, right? Star Citizen's not released, but. Yeah. So uh, quoting Forrest Jacobs, yeah. December 2021. <laughs> and I quote. <laughs> it's also been five years since the last Halo game, so they've technically they've, yeah, it's been a while. They've had they've had a five year development cycle. You know, when did they actually start programming? Who knows? But they've never you know since like nineteen ninety nine. All these engines are based off of like code bases from like twenty thirty years ago. So what are you playing this thing on? You got a Xbox One Series S X One. No, so that's also interesting. This is the first Halo game that is day one across PC and Xbox. So I'm playing it on the PC. Oh, cool. Yeah, because Microsoft, Microsoft's doing that now with Game Pass. They're like, we yeah. don't care what console you buy as long as you like do Game Pass. Yeah. Hmm. So That's I have not Game, terrible. I have Game Pass, so it's also kind of melting my computer. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> it's uh, not too, too bad right now because I turned it to low. And to be honest, it, my eyes aren't great, so it looks fine. 
So I averaged 60 FPS. Okay. But a friend of mine is like, had to do a lot of weird stuff to get it to get to get it to run 25 to 30. Woof. Uh, wow. Um, and if and if it's a prick and there's one map that's like a nighttime map, so there's a lot of Shadow wet effects. light yeah. lighting and stuff that melts his computer. And any of the big team maps are also pretty melty for me. Uh, and I've had two crashes today. I had a crash today. I wanted to get a game in before this podcast. And it was the first time I had I had gotten a killing frenzy, which for those of you who are not inside of Halo know how it's 10 kills without dying. And there were 30 seconds left in the in the game and we were winning and my game crashed. So, oh, damn. Uh, that was that was pretty tough. It hurt my feelings. <laughs> first world problems. Yeah. And there's a bunch of small quality of life stuff that I don't like. And I don't know if that's like a hardware problem with me, but it's like time between matches is too long like they do this they do this gimmick where if you're doing a 4v4 at the very beginning of the match you see each of the four people on your team like it does like a camera pan on each of the armors and they do a little animation where they like box air or they'll salute or something and i gotta say i fucking hate that like i don't (laughs) i know that it's like i know what it's what it's doing is is it's showing off the cosmetics of the armors you know you have to be reminded in a public setting that you are wearing interesting stuff instead of this first person game or how else will you you know how else will you feel the serotonin but like other games like overwatch that's not an issue right you can see the skins outside of it you never see the skins inside of the game i guess briefly you'll see them if you get play the game but that's not like a that's not like a psychological manipulation tactic as, as much as this i think this is well yeah because at the end of the day is like that's basically all the game is is a cosmetics show yeah it's a fun game though yeah but Dane, any more I mean, questions? All you, all you're getting is armor pieces. No. That's true. No, Dane? All right, cool. I don't, uh, not interesting. I don't, I don't, even, I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get it. So, so you, so Brent, it kind of sounds like, buddy, you're the only one who wants to play Halo. I'd play Halo with you. Why, why not? I'd be terrible. I've never, I've like only played, you know, at, at other people's houses, like grab a controller, yeah. fuck around, yeah. die. You, you ever played DPS in Overwatch? Mostly I play tank and heal or... I'm too. I'm too afraid. I'm you not. I'm str- not a fighter. You might struggle. Yeah. I mean, the, I might struggle. <laughs> yeah. But play it. Yeah. Fuck it. I'd play. I mean, that's okay. It's also the best shooter that's come out this year, which is. Yeah. Take that, Call take, of Duty. You piece of that, shit. Take that, Call of Duty. Piece, Vanguard, piece of Activision bile of. And vibe. also, also Battlefield 2042 came out and it was pretty. I didn't even know fucked. that came out. I didn't yeah. even realize. Pretty fucked. Other than that, I've just been hanging out. I'm excited about. No Way Home, which we talked about at the beginning. We can move on. What do we want to talk about? Well, you said you wanted to talk about Eternals at some point. Yeah, Dane, let's do it. What do you think of Eternals? It was awful. It was awful. <laughs> yep. Oh, I was I waiting think... for Dane to tell me that there was actually some redeemable qualities to I mean, a Marvel there was. movie. I'm not I mean, watch. Um, there's diversity. There's, there's, a uh, there's a fantastic uh, pitch meeting episode about it, talking about like they, they dig at it several times. Where it's like, you know, we do like miniseries now. This sounds like a good miniseries. Nope, want to do a movie. And it, keep re- just re- keep regurgitating pitch meeting bits on this podcast. It's a super good YouTube channel or series on a YouTube channel. Screen Dude. Rant, right? I think is what it, who does it. I, yeah, I don't rant. know. I, think I don't actually it. watch it. Yeah, it's a bad movie. Diversity feels the 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 diversity feels both good and also forced. Like I'm being pandered to. Like they were doing it specifically to 
just have that checkbox. Yeah, I mean a little bit, right? I mean the Indian guy, like there's a lot of there's a lot of subtle Indian stuff in the first movies that was like ten hours long. So in the first fifteen percent of the movie, there's some like really subtle Indian stuff, like the two main leads get married in, a, in somewhat of an Indian traditional Indian, and there's like aesthetic things, and there's a bunch of different cultures being represented. I'm keyed into the one that I have the most experience with, and then there's the scene where they intro- like where the Indian hero is reintroduced to the film. And it's a fucking Bollywood scene. Like he's an actor and I get that he's an actor, oh. and I, but it's like they went straight to Bollywood. So I was like, oh, this is for this is for this is like the cheap pop. Right. And I'm like, Ugh. and then he's yeah. hardly in the movie. And then and then the, the, I don't know, man, it's a bad fucking movie. There are some cool visuals for sure. Like the scale on when the celestial showed up to kidnap all of the heroes at the very end. That was cool. That's it. That's all I mean, you got. That's, what's that fundamentally, the... is it just like boring? You know, is it like it sounds like it's a five pound movie in a ten pound bag. Yeah, it's a it's, ten pound movie stuck in a two pound bag. You it's know? it's it's pretty. I mean, they they have this whole side plot that like literally they could have just omitted from the movie. To be completely honest, it, it added nothing to the movie. What's what's the yeah? What side plot with yeah. the uh, with the deviants? Yeah, but but then who's the villain for three quarters of the film? Oh my god! But it's so it's just so it just feels so shoehorned. And then like it, they could have made it interesting, where it's like spoilers: the Celestials you find out made the Deviants. So the Celestials made the Deviants, and then they made the Eternals to kill the Deviants. And instead of being like, why don't we take that? We like team up to fight our creators. It's just like, no, I'm just gonna take your powers. It's I don't know. Well, they killed all the deviants. So. Right. Sounds well, very so, the, so I guess so. I guess like the kind of high level stuff. So like the idea is that the celestials made the deviants to like prepare stuff, and then like they, they couldn't be controlled. Oh, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The celestials made deviants to kill alpha predators on planets to allow for life to prosper, so that enough intelligent life could be like born. And then at, at a certain threshold, the planet absorbs all of that intelligent life. And then a celestial is born out of the planet, like killing everybody. And then celestials make stars that then create galaxies or solar systems that then cr- have the potential for creating a planet that then has life that then they sent deviants. The problem is that the deviants, first of all, that's not how evolution works. But the, the problem is that, <laughs> is that, is that deviants got too aggressive and were just killing everything. So then they made celestials to counter the deviant. So it's like that Eternals. thing where you eternal, sorry. It's like that thing where you have a mouse and you get a cat, then you get a dog. But um, then but, so, 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 the, so the implication is that the eternals are like cat? super complex machines, basically. And then I guess like the kind of the lesson that you learn in the movie is that like even even machines can change and adapt. Because is that the know, lesson? I don't think that's the lesson. I think that's the lesson they try to get at. Also, they have a they have a sorry for, Forrest, was do your bit. Was it the dog eats the cat? Yeah, yeah. Is the dog eating yeah. the cat yeah. scenario? The dog eats the cat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Then you get an alligator for the dog. So <laughs> there is a extended scene. Okay, so they're also vague about how much the Eternals affect our culture. Like because Babylon, they have a ba- they have Babylon in the film briefly and the colors of babylon in the film are like the colors of one of the eternals armors armor so and then they and then at one point the main the brain protagonist gives like a dagger to somebody and the dagger shows up again and it, 
So, but but then there's a scene where the smart one who is they're in Babylonian times. The smart one is designing a steam engine, and they're like, "Well, it's you know we could just we could compress steam," and and then the leader's like, "Well, it's too soon." But then, the, but then they 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 don't interfere in wars because wars for some reason create further life, like create further bursts of human life. Why? They, they also didn't interfere with Thanos for the same reason or any of that other stuff because they've been here okay. forever. Okay, that sounds yeah. like bullshit. Well, no, then the they show said they could not interact in conflict except to fight deviants. Is what they were. Broken. But then, but it's like, but then you could also give them steam. But also, it's like talk about humanity. Like, oh, look at the spark. Look at the greatness of what are the potential of humanity. But if the implication, it's like one thing if the if if that guy gives us fire and we snowball from there. It's another thing if they're implying that that Fest, Fatos or Festos or whatever gave us everything. Like literally, gave, because there's a scene where. We'd have to cut this short because uh, fuck, man. There's a scene where uh, there's a scene where they show the bomb going off on Hiroshima, and inside Wait, really? of the destroyed city, Phaedos, Phaesos, whatever, and the leader are like standing there, and Phaesos was like. While crying. the bomb's going off, the yeah, bomb's gone off. It's all okay. the destroyed buildings, but they just happen to leave out all of the charred bodies that would have been there. Right. Uh, so they're just standing in uh, whitewashed. Bubble. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I got it. And he's like, he has a single tear. He's crying. And he's like, I did this. And it's not clear because of the fucking steam engine. If he's implying that he, he was part of the Manhattan project. Like, yeah. It's, un- <laughs> it's, it's unclear if he's implying that he'd snowball technology by introducing fire, like as a concept, not, a, not literal fire, or if he literally was a part of the Manhattan Project, you know what I mean? Why was he there? What it's like? What it also? It doesn't. I mean, I look. I get the bomb. Other Marvel stuff. Other movies have shown the bomb. Like I'm pretty sure it was the Hiroshima bomb, or it was like an atoll test that goes off in in Logan. No, in the second Wolverine movie. Whatever. Fine. It is weird as fuck to me that they are standing in the fucking aftermath, like. Just, just expositing about their moral problems. And it's like, oh, it's so horrible that this happened. Don't be there. Like, don't be there. You only highlight the fact that you've de-gorified and, like, muted a true, horrible, horrifying moment in time by being in the rubble and it not being what it is. Because you can't show that in a Marvel movie. Like, you, they had, this, also, this is also the first Marvel movie with a sex scene. I was going to say that. It. And oh, it, thank goodness. Yeah. And also this uh, the first openly gay Marvel character. Yeah. I, all that stuff is fine. It, like I didn't even I I knew I noticed the sex scene. I was like, oh, this is weird. Why do why does this why is this rubbing me the wrong way? It's because it's because my brain had has been over the course of what now 13 years geared itself to not see sex in Marvel. And also whatever. Like I got over it. And the the gay stuff didn't it didn't 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 that stuff I almost that stuff I didn't notice because it was so like normal for me to just understand that there are people who are gay and that they should be treated as equals that like that didn't trigger me the sex thing triggered me weird so maybe that's like a weird puritanical American thing for me I don't know but it just like make you made this character gay but then you also didn't include them until the very end of the movie and the mm. only other time that you did include them was when they were in the middle of Hiroshima and then you write them like it's like. This is representation, sure, but you've also stuck ten whole 
potential leads in this film. If you do all of your representation at once, then there is no, there's like hardly any representation for any of the individuals. Right. Too many, too many things going on for anyone to stand out. That makes sense. So it's like split it up, man. Like make, do this more gradually so that every, so that we can actually see these people as, and granted, they're not humans, they're eternals. But like to see them as like growing, changing beings that we can kind of empathize with. But the way that they did do it, it's like, what the fuck? I don't get. And also there's like this weird like vampire Claudia. There's uh, a vampire? No, there's a, there's one of the heroes is named Sprite and is a is female presenting, but doesn't age. And she's a child. Oh, so you like, get your... What's her face? Kirsten Dunst vampire. Yeah, Claude. Yeah, Kirsten Dunst. And so it's like, oh, I'm growing, but I'm not. It's like, and then that's the reason that she she also face heel turns in the movie because she is in love with the main antagonist who is one of the internals, but because their body never changed, they couldn't experience. I, this fucking movie sucked. <laughs> <laughs> It does. It no, really I can does. tell. I can tell just because of the amount of like frustrations you're venting. It's and it then, seems like it's pretty bad. Here's here's my little my little additional the thing that annoyed me the most in the movie was actually in the last few seconds. So one of the Eternals is named Makari, and she's deaf, first deaf superhero. She's hardly in the movie. Hardly in the movie, I admit. But she's like the fastest. This is what she, they set her up. And so the 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 eternal that turned evil was Icarus, and it, like in his shame, he flies into the sun. But they set it up that he does it in like a minute. So you think about the no, distance no, no, travel. No, 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 Dane. That I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stop you right there. <laughs> did you want them to show? Did you want them to increase the movie another a hundred and eighty-seven days so that you can fly <laughs> to the sun in a realistic time period? I think it's granted that there's a little bit of a suspension of disbelief that when the <laughs> Superman-type oh character flies to the fucking sun, we're gonna speed up time a little bit. He probably <laughs> spent that whole time being kind of fucking sad, like. Come on, man. <laughs> no, no, it irritated me the most in the whole movie. Superman flew backwards and turned back time. Like it's that <laughs> that it's a that's a weird because, line to cross. Because yeah, that makes sense. But that's also DC. So get out of there. Also, one of them is named Thena. Like so, one of them is named Icarus. The other one's named Thena, and they're clearly like, oh, these people were uh, like Thena. They're like they're like the the origins for these things. I don't know, man. This movie fucking sucked. Also, they had like had some. We're gonna have to cut. We're gonna have to cut them short. Hey, you know what show actually does a pretty good job of diversity uh, without rubbing it in your face? Has anybody seen The Great on Hulu? Oh yeah, oh. I've uh, I've watched The Great. It's 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 pretty good. I, I've kind of forgotten. I've only watched season one, but I have seen that season two has been released. Right, and that's why I, I just actually started watching season two. That's the only reason I thought of it. And I'm actually really impressed with the show because what they do is like Russia is a very broad and diverse empire throughout its entire history, and they just have them all represented. They never draw attention to it. They're just there, and I'm always really impressed by how they do it. Sounds, you know, weirdly that, enough, The Witcher does that. And I know that Witcher is not even like, it's not even anti-history like The Great is. It's like... A uh, fantastical storyline. Yeah, that, but there's like... Vaguely based on Europe. Yeah, it's like vaguely based on Europe and it has, or at least it's, what is The Witcher actually, Scandinavian or something? Poland. Or something? Polish. Polish, right? So, yeah. but there's like black people there and nobody talks about it and it's so fucking nice. Like, it's yeah, like... Yeah, you just 
It doesn't they're have just, to be a thing. They're, they're just, just there. They're just people. They're just <laughs> yeah. ge- they're they have they have lives. They have histories. They have characters. They're good. They don't need to be. They don't need to be like dragged around like some kind of uh, badge of honor. Like look at how woke we are. Like no, treat exactly. them like human beings and make the characters matter. Yeah. Wasn't and that's uh, wasn't that's like how the great is. That, I really appreciate it. That Brighton show or whatever it was called wasn't it. Wasn't that kind of known for its diversity as well for not and not bringing attention to it? Or uh, could you provide more the Brighton show? I don't know what that it's is. It's on Netflix. It was about like nobles, I think, and I don't know. It's like a romance thing. I don't know. I didn't watch it. Yeah. Okay. Well, but, uh, the point but, is, is, it can be done well, and when it's done poorly, it's even more like ugh. So and when it's done poorly, you get the taste of capitalism in your mouth. Yeah, that's like, yeah, right. It's a like, little a little bit of salt in there. That's yeah. our favorite flavor here on the podcast. Oh yeah, I I, I just want to be represented in film, and my character be a character, and and their identity not be whitewashed, not be you know diminished by any means, but by like just be a function of their character in a tertiary sense or secondary sense, and it, and of course if the story demands it or or is is benefiting from it, yeah, but to like put it in my face and it doesn't benefit the character, it's not really about it. The only purpose is to like check that box. Yeah, that's fucking insidious and gross. That doesn't. It, if anything, it's going to piss off the. It pisses off the alt right, right, whatever more. That's true, that actually. Because then they yeah. can be like, "Look at the liberal." <laughs> Fuck it. Anyway, this will be a happy episode, and I am happy. I am feeling because <laughs> Halo's great. Arcane is pretty awesome. Uh-huh. We don't like the Eternals. Check out the Great on Hulu. It's pretty good. Arcane I also watched the first the season of. I watched the first season of The Witcher also. Oh, and the second season's coming out soon, so get excited. Yeah, I watched it for the second, because the second season's coming out. I liked it. It was good. It's good. Yeah, it's really well done. Yeah, I think the first half is better for me. I mean, also, the the chronology of the show is fucking wild. Oh, it's very, yeah. The problem with the the chronology of the first season is you have to have read the series of short stories that preclude or run up to the beginning of the actual main storyline. It is very difficult if you've never read any of that. Yeah. I like the first half better because it was in that short story vein where it was like mm-hmm. non non-serialized, but I am I am excited for a thorough a, like a strong through line, but it just it felt cool. It felt like kind of like a throwback to like when I thought Xena was good and I still think oh, it's yeah. good, but like I didn't know like it's cheesy now. Well, yeah, but, but it's thirty time. years later. You know? Yeah, but at the time, I didn't, I didn't sense that at all. We were just like, oh, a, these are cool characters, and just <laughs> these are interesting stories, and obviously, there's some, there's some really emotional stuff too with Yennefer. But uh, yes, yeah. But anyway, we're looking forward to that. Do we want Any... to talk about Midnight Mass too? We discussed maybe doing an episode uh, about that. No, right. I, know. I mean, well, I don't know if we have time. Just... You can reach yeah. us at Pop Culture Cake. Yeah, you there you know, go. Uh, <laughs> none of us have any socials that you should know about. If you feel like uh, sponsoring an episode, you can contact one of us. You get to listen to an episode early and you can name it. You don't have to do that. And I hate talking about it. But this has been an episode of Pop Culture Cake. And we love hanging out with you guys and have a wonderful week. Bye. Bye.